0: Whether you're coming to Florida to visit Disney or the beach, Hinson Photography specializes in vacation portraits for families and couples. A souvenir that you'll never forget. Visit www.hinsonphotography.com or call 386-478-8099 to learn more about booking vacation portraits with Hinson Photography. That's www.hinsonphotography.com.
1: Welcome to Earth's Mightiest Weirdos. We are back to looking more and more like the weirdos of old. Mark Valentine is still on his trip to Walt Disney World, so he is not able to join us. But we'll make it feel like it's here for just a minute.
2: Hey, Peter Parker. Oh. You got something for me? Joining us
1: from his time off, I suppose it's well-deserved, but regardless, it was time off nonetheless. Piano Rob, how are you, Rob? I'm doing good, man. How you doing? Doing well. Rob and I hung out at Hollywood Studios this afternoon. That was a grand, grand time. Grand piano mm-hmm. time. Blight uh, below him,
0: Marky Mark. How are you doing, Mark? A grand piano time. Yep, I caught that. That was pretty good. Um, <laughs> doing well. We're ready to talk about tonight's episode. Yeah, mm, I don't know. We're ready to talk about the episode, especially with our new friend tonight. That new friend,
1: Miss Jalen, if you joined us last week, Jalen joined in to give us her hot take specifically about Nat and Bruce. And I'd love to get the other two's opinion on that. But Jalen, how are you first? And what was that hot take again?
3: I'm doing good. It's a hot day here today, but at least I'm nice and cool in the basement. So <laughs> it looks like it. But.
1: You know Hot uh, days.
3: Yeah, but my hot take was that I love um, the relationship of Nat, the relationship between Nat and Bruce in Ultron, and I wish we got more of it.
1: I knew Marky Mark was gonna like it.
2: <laughs> Rob, what do you think of that? I, I I can go either way. I I did like the relationship they had with each other, but I also totally understand things don't work out. Sometimes you end up on an alien planet, and you're a you're a hulk for a couple of years. Like that things so I'm okay with the with the reality of things not working out. So I don't mind it, but I didn't need it. All right. Fair enough. <laughs>
1: All right, well, let's so get into a pol- it. We a
0: politician add- answer there, Rob. <laughs> I'm not going to commit, but I support both sides, but I'm not going to commit.
1: If those
2: crazy kids fell in love, they can be happy if they want to. Who am I to judge? Okay.
1: It's like, it's like Bobby, Bobby Newport on Parks and Rec. <laughs> I would like to tell Mr. Munchmeat that I am against crime and I'm not ashamed to admit it. <laughs> All right. Well, in big Marvel news, before we get into what if Shang-Chi tickets are on sale, Shang-Chi and Legend of the Ten Rings being affectionately referred to by Disney CEO Bob Chapek as an experiment who can't seem, to, we're just going to move on from that. He very uh, upset uh, Simu Liu and several other cast members of Shang-Chi by calling it an experiment. It is not an experiment. It is going to have a 45-day exclusivity. I know what Bob Chapek by saying it's an experiment but it did not come across nicely uh Simulu took uh, offense to this and he wants us to go out to the movie theaters I think everybody in this screen is going to venture out to the movie theaters to see it if you're not gonna go let us know in the comments how you plan on avoiding spoilers for 45 days uh but it'll be it'll be interesting but Jalen you have tickets for opening weekend correct
3: Yes, I got tickets for Thursday at 6 p.m.
1: Okay, yep, that's I've got Thursday at 6 p.m. as well. I'll be an hour ahead of you because I'm not in the central time zone. Mm-hmm. Marky Mark, did you get tickets for opening night as well?
0: Yep, I uh, didn't. There was only one 6 o'clock showing, not a fan of that, and the seats weren't that great, so I'll be going at 7.30 to a dine-in screen so I can lounge in style.
1: <laughs> Kara Kara is giving me the opportunity, so I'm going to take this opportunity. Bobby Newport's never a real job <laughs> in <his> life. <laughs> Rob, you gonna go opening weekend as well? I know Labor Day hope- weekend as a piano player is gonna be a little bit full.
2: Yeah, my, my reality is I hope so, but usually oh. I, I don't get to go, you know, I don't go when it's busy anyway. I'm gonna go in the middle of the day or Rob, something. So-
0: Rob, you know why I had to go Thursday night and couldn't go the following weekend or the next couple of days, right? Why what are you doing for Labor Day weekend? Rob, so it premieres on September second. What starts on September third, Rob?
2: Oh, Halloween Horror Nights. There you go. Yeah, which I'm I'm probably going to miss the first weekend too because oh. we can't not talk. We can't talk about that. It's not Disney.
0: Sorry, sorry, my bad. <laughs> Mickey's not so scary. Boo to you. Woo. <laughs> not only is it not Disney, it's not Marvel.
1: <laughs> All right. Well, I'm. I also have them for opening night. Uh, I'm very, very excited. Um, it's going to be good to have. The MCU back. It's not quite the break we had between Spider-Man Far From Home and Black Widow, but uh, I'm excited to see another Marvel movie, one that counts and st- stick close to Earth's Mightiest Weirdos. We're going to do another spoiler review. We will not do it without Piano Rob this time. We'll make sure we coordinate <laughs> that recording just a little bit better so we don't leave Rob out of the recording. Uh, but our Black Widow uh, spoiler episode, I listened to it the other day because I had run out of all other podcasts to listen to at the moment in time. I enjoyed it. I very much enjoyed it. Um, first and foremost, before we get into What If, Katie is here. And Katie, thank you so much for joining us. She got her opening night tickets for Shang-Chi. Marky Mark, Katie just for the first time last night watched
0: Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Um, I was proud of her for that. Um, you know, I mean, we did an episode on it for a reason. She talked about it for a reason. Um, she also talked about the movie Collateral with, with Tom Cruise. I was happy about that. Yeah, but yeah. Um, um, I I love Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Um, it's my favorite Spider-Man movie. I'll take maybe I don't know.
1: It's a great I one. That's fit. That's fair. It's
2: fantastic.
1: It is also my favorite Spider-Man movie. Well, let's get into talking about what if. Jalen, we'll start with you. What were your overall thoughts on the episode? Did you like it? Did you love it? Did it fit in? Where did it fit in amongst the four Disney Plus series premieres for you?
3: Yeah, I really enjoyed this episode. Um, This series wasn't high on my most anticipated list of everything that was coming out, Um, but this definitely exceeded my expectations. It was, we got more than I thought we would. Um, I love that the first episode was you know, about Peggy Carter and the first Avenger, you know, I'm a big Captain America fan. So having this be the first episode really grabbed me. Um, I don't know where I would put this in rankings of series premieres yet. I didn't even think of that. Um, I think Falcon Winter Soldiers is still my favorite premiere. Um, And then probably Loki and then this and then WandaVision, I would say.
1: Okay. Marky Mark.
0: Um, If I'm gonna go, man, I'm gonna get blasted by everybody at home. Um, (laughs) Wandavision, I think, was the weakest because I honestly couldn't remember it when I was thinking about ranking it. Um, I. I I know, I know, and I. um, Falcon and Winter Soldier (laughs) was my most enjoyed. I think Loki was the best made premiere um not like i said falcon was my most enjoyed falcon was the best made until i watched this the movie snob is coming out huh the movie snob in you is coming out you're right my bad let me just answer straight up what if what if i think you know what i'm gonna stick with it wait a minute perfect um what if was the best made and my favorite premiere of all the series so far
2: i'm glad you enjoyed it that's awesome thank you Rob, how about you? Wandavision, Loki, what if Falcon Winter Soldier? That order for me. <sighs> Rob. I know I knew you were gonna I knew you were gonna I knew you were gonna say that, but Wandavision, that first one drew me in too much. It was too it was too I think weird. I, not, I wanted to do it.
0: Thank God we're not playing our um our newly uh, newlywed game tonight. No, no, no. I would have
2: know. <laughs> known what to pick for you. We can have different issues. That's true. It's a, it's I think I would have
0: gotten you right.
2: It's all right. Um, Falcon and Winter Soldier. I I love the series. It just didn't grab me as much as the other ones. Loki was Loki was fantastic. This is and this is a uh, great for what can I do? My overall thoughts since that's what's on the bottom. Since we're there, Brian. Yeah. Um, I enjoyed the series. I think you just have to watch it as this is a snippet in time. You're not going to get a full story. There's there's going to be things, but the point of it is. There are an infinite number of possibilities of what can happen in the universe, and that's what's beauty. This is just one scenario. Like you could still have other scenarios that are similar. Maybe there's one where, you know, Steve Rogers doesn't get in some type of Iron Man suit. Maybe there's one where Steve Rogers dies. Like there's, it's just one possible scenario. So for what it was, it was a great story.
1: So uh, Dwayne's asking question for us is: What if going is what if going to play? in the overall MCU timeline. We don't know how it's going to. When the show was originally announced, it was announced as a non-canon exploration of what would have happened if something had changed. Now, after the events of Loki, they are confirming that it is playing in this multiverse timeline. Um, And Jalen, I wanna toss this to you. There's rumors and nothing more than that. This is not anything more than a rumor that we could see Hayley Atwell reprised her role, live action role as Captain Carter in some sort of multiverse fashion. You are nodding like you want.
3: <laughs> I'm so, here for it. Yes, please give it to me now. I need it yesterday.
1: That would be. <laughs> amazing. I hope that I hope beyond hope that we get Marky Mark that shield behind you that that Marvel mm-hmm. Legend that they release. A captain carter version of the shield that would be really really cool um so to answer your question Dwayne, we really don't know we don't know what the future of the multiverse is going to look like is the sony pictures universe of marvel characters the spumc or the mcu are they going to have some sort of co-aligning multiverse aspect is the multiverse going to play a massive role throughout the mcu are these characters literally going to be jumping From multiverse is this how we introduce loki back into the prime mcu timeline the sacred timeline is no more and i don't know how you go back and fix that so i think the multiverse is kind of here to stay um so seeing captain carter in a live action capacity is absolutely something that that i would love to do rob do you make that a consensus choice you'd love to see that
2: yes i would i would like to see it and I'm, and I'm flat out i'm just curious how to use it because it's like sticking your your hand in a bag of jelly beans you don't know what flavor you're gonna get like you can just take it whatever it's like throwing darts like you could just take it in any direction also if they i think if they have a problem with an actress like they did with Scarlett johansson um they can easily replace replace a character oh we pulled this is the black widow from the multiverse now or something like that you can be totally new actor actress and and they can make it seamless because that's the reason now it's a multiverse Yeah.
1: I I mean, I think it's you were searching for a box of chocolates, not a bag of jelly beans.
2: Why bag? Why bag of jelly beans? (laughs)
1: Mark, (laughs) Mark, I'm going to start with you and we're going to get right into it where the what if spans across the universe. It changes because Dr. Erskine asks Peggy Carter if she wants to go back upstairs with Steve and she says, nope, I would rather stay downstairs.
0: Is that a question or... It's a question. Take it from <laughs> What did you find interesting about setting up this episode? Um, I mean... Uh, man, I watched this episode so much. I started analyzing it. I don't know if I was in school mode or what, but I was like, this Peggy Carter um, didn't let the men in the room intimidate her, so she decided to stay down there and be more confident to be there for her friend Steve. And you can tell tell Steve appreciated it. Um, I it did it. Could something that small really change everything like that? I mean, yeah. You you could tell. I love the slow motion shot of her going to stop the explosion. And she was there. She would have been closer to him. I mean, it just shows just one little decision can change everything i don't know yeah um
1: i mean i i guess i never really took it as as peggy being uh i guess not willing to act for herself by being upstairs i guess that's that's an interesting way to put it i never really thought about it that way uh Dwayne does say help us out by if you're watching give us a thumbs up share the stream we'd love to get earth mightiest weirdos out to the masses yes please thank you so much Dwayne. um but jalen what about this opening scene? And overall, did the animation work work for you? Did the animation catch <laughs> you off guard a little bit?
3: Uh, it caught me off guard at first. It took me a while to get used to it. Um, I haven't watched like an animated show in a while, so it, <laughs> it definitely took me a while um, to get used to the style. But um, I did like it. I did. Um, once it grew on me, I definitely enjoyed it more. Um, and I liked how quickly the moment came that like changed the multiverse. How um, just like I said, yeah, just how quickly it came and that just that little decision of just staying downstairs with Steve is what took it. And I think that just shows um, their relationship and how much already they care for each other is that they just want to be be there and support each other.
1: Right. And I'm, I'm glad Steve didn't die uh when he got when he got shot like but it it honestly made the hydra agent feel a little bit more empowered to blow the place up before the experiment ever happened whereas in the first avenger like he left his thing behind he was being a little bit um more sneaky about it very sneaky sneaky sir but um i i watch a ton of animated television i both for myself as well as i mean i bounce from bluey to my little pony to whatever's on the looney tunes um, and then all the Star Wars animated stuff that I watch, So I'm used to watching the animation. This animation, I, I love it and I don't care for it all at the same time. I, I don't care for the the slower moments. I don't think it fits quite as well. But the animation style for the action scenes is really, really good. Say what you want to say, Marky Mark.
0: No, nope. I respect your different of opinion. But I thought it was pretty cool when um, you just see her going and reaching out in slow motion. I thought it was a great effect.
1: No, I agree. When it's when it's action oriented, I agree. It's when they're sitting down and having a conversation that it's just that it's just not my favorite. Brian,
0: you know when you and I are having a moment, time slows down. They were just trying to create that moment of when things are going well and it's just
2: Rob. <laughs> <laughs> Um, the animation didn't bother me. I'm, I'm a story guy, so I don't care if it's, if it's South Park animation or if it's new Mickey Mouse cartoon animation or whatever it is. If the, if the story's good, I'm in the animation. Uh, the animation didn't bother me. Um, as somebody who also tries to avoid stairs a lot, I can't believe it could make so much of a difference, but, uh, but other than, other than that, man, it was, uh, Oh, you didn't like that one, Mark? You didn't like it? No, uh, no, I
0: really did. I did. I did.
2: Yeah, um, but yeah, but other than that, I mean, it was, it was, a, <laughs> it was, a, it was a great start, and, and it made sense. I like when things make sense. It was a good reason for things to go down the way they went down.
1: Yep, and it reintroduced Bradley Whitford's character. Um, Mark, help me out if you can remember his name. I can't remember his name, the colonel, at the moment um but he was a character in agent carter which is not officially canon um but it's definitely playing in the multiverse uh, yeah. but if you want to watch agent carter both seasons are on disney plus i would very much recommend agent carter before i recommend agents of shield from a standpoint of filling in um, mcu storylines
0: i um, thought you were going to say something else brian <laughs> uh
1: he's john flynn right john flynn thank you colonel john flynn thank you so much and he is strongly discouraging uh, Peggy from jumping into the chamber. Peggy knows there is no other option. Uh, she has she has to be the one to do it, or it would be John Flynn, and that would not be good either. Um, they just killed Tommy Lee Jones's character pretty quickly. Um, he was he was gone. Uh, but having Bradley Whitford come back do the voices, having Haley Atwell do the voice, having the voice of Howard Stark there. Go ahead.
0: I I I triple check every time, and every time I watch the episode. Am I the only one who doesn't think that sounds like Haley Atwell? like when she goes that was brilliant and the like truck goes flying over i was like
2: it's very hermione was... granger
0: is that what man um hopefully it's not hermione from the train ride anyways um i i didn't think it sounded like her but i mean i know it was but it didn't sound like her so it sounded like a younger her which is good for her and the sound engineers
1: i i love the entire howard stark just i i only push the buttons like and then she gets <laughs> to come on the mission later on that there's going to be a button to push um i really i love howard stark just in general and everything i was bummed that there was no mention of do you too fondue uh, yeah you can't have too many on the nose references um especially when we get Sharing the dance and ripping the arm off, which we're going to talk about a little bit later. Um, But Howard plays a gigantic role after Steve tells Peggy, hey, at least you didn't have to go on some USO tour and sell war bonds, um, which, again, was very referential to Captain America, the first Avenger. Um, But Jalen, Captain Carter, she gets that shield from Howard. It's ready to go. And she jumps right into the action.
3: Yeah, she's ruthless and brutal. And I'm here for it. I loved the action. I liked how quickly she was to like get into the action compared to what like Steve was in the First Avenger. Um, just how long it took Steve to just get into that fighting mode, where Peggy's just like, "I'm here for it. I'm taking their heads off and busting kneecaps. Like she's taking no prisoners."
1: Literally busting kneecaps. Yes. Literally
3: busting kneecaps. <laughs>
1: mentioned it and I will say of my nitpicks of the episode when she flips the truck over and says that was brilliant that kind of took me out of it a little bit I I think her finding herself surprised by her own strength just kind of took me out of it a little bit her commentary of it was fine I didn't I didn't care for it Um, but you mentioned to me via text message and I'm not betraying any sort of confidence this is one of your favorite action sequences in the entire MCU
0: (laughs) Brian, if that's the only text that you admit to me sending you, then we're fine. Um, <laughs> i I think that scene and then uh, a later scene with the fighter planes, I think are how can you not talk about two of the best MCU action scenes we've seen i I think that scene when she does the superhero landing and then flips the truck and the fighting scene her introduction that was one of the best MCU introductions i I loved her flipping the truck because it slows down, rises and makes impact, and you see the beautiful animation and she just flips it over. I I I don't see what you're saying about taking you out of the moment. I mean, if I just flipped a truck, I would probably have a little moment of, wow, jinkies, you know, some <laughs> kind of moment. I would have had a moment
1: maybe it was the that was brilliant maybe didn't take me out of it but let's have another go like maybe that's i don't know i don't know it just didn't it just didn't fully work with me but there was one part that really worked with me and i'll betray another text message that rob sent of getting careful what you send to brian (laughs) she opens the back of the truck and all he can say is (laughs) shiza
2: yeah man i like like disney you know you snuck a word that's a bad word what it's another language we're allowed to put that on Disney Plus
1: now? I, also, I also just said it on a live broadcast sorry about you're that you're
2: right I, wa- I watched. I watched Cool Runnings last week and they edit out half the movie when he's saying he's a badass you know it's like it's like they edit all that <laughs> no. out but here we are Peggy Carter we're going we go in here and we're just uh Zola can say whatever he wants yeah Arnim Zola he's allowed I I mean it's overall well
1: I have other MCU projects but it I was, mean
0: we uh, saw that in the first Avengers where Loki calls Natasha a not-so-pleasant word. Um, so, you know, stuff stuff gets by if you don't use English.
1: <laughs> I just think it caught you off guard because it was in a cartoon world. But, <laughs> Rob, what did you think of, of her getting that shield? The costume looks great. I love that she doesn't have a helmet.
2: Costume's yes. great. Um, The shield is great. We should also comment when Steve was in that machine becoming Captain America, he was screaming and whining the whole time. She did not make a peep. She took it and she came out strong. I honestly feel like she's a better Captain America than Steve was based on this cartoon. Like she was making some I don't I mean, are you really powerful enough to flip a truck? We got to accept it in this in this universe that I I think that if, if anything took me out of the moment and I hate to that's a strong phrase for it. I think it was something like that for me. It was like, you can you can just use that shield and flip a truck over. I didn't know you could do that.
0: I think my only thing is Steve loved that man, Steve Rogers, but he needed a lot of work. Peggy Carter was already a strong woman who I feel like they kind of put her in for 30 seconds. It was fine. Rogers needed like the full minute. So maybe that's why there was a little more screaming just to help him out.
1: Stark also turned it up to 11 really quickly because the, the amount
0: Aww. of – Please tell me everyone at home got that reference. Spital death. Yay.
1: I was going with Cable's gun and uh, Deadpool 2. Um, <laughs> Where do you think
0: he got that from?
1: Oh, I <laughs> know. <I> know. <laughs> uh, but I, again, like I said, I'm glad she doesn't. And I mean, I knew she wasn't going to because I've been plugged into the marketing. But I'm glad she didn't have a helmet. I think it's cool yes. that she's willing to face the world. And just, They
0: had one for her, didn't they, at one point? They did have
1: one. They did. Yeah. One. But I, she just looks so cool. That costume. I love the hair,
0: even her hair. She's quaffed.
1: She comes out of the machine <laughs> taller, just like uh, no. just like oh, Jeff says, "Spinal Tap." Nice. He he appreciates.
0: It's like them. the piano Rob effect. You just comb <laughs> once every three months, and your hair looks amazing.
1: Stop. Stop. They, they get the tesseract. She turns it into Colonel Flynn. Says, "You're not even supposed to be in the field." She goes, "Well, then promote me." Captain has a nice ring to it. That was that was awesome. Yeah, yep. she wants. Stark says he knows exactly what to do with the Tesseract, and Steve Rogers becomes the first Iron Man. Jalen, I didn't know, I mean, I could have come Mm -hmm. together, but ready to join the war effort, Steve, and then seeing Steve be the Hydra Stomper. This was amazing.
3: Yeah, I had no idea Steve was gonna be the Hydra Stomper, even when I bought, bought the Funko Pop, still had no idea. I just thought it looked cool. Um, I well, I only watched the tra- trailer for this one time, and I didn't watch any other promotional things for it. So I know some people knew this was coming, sure. but I had no idea, and it was a good surprise. And it makes me enjoy the Funko Pop even more.
1: We get the scene right before we get Steve as the Hydra stopper. She's running alongside the uh, the motorcycle and just kicks the guy off of the motorcycle. And Dum Dum Duggan's in the in the prison and says. Since when is a dame fought like that? And oh, today. Okay, sounds good. And then asking Sergeant Barnes, "What are you, the Queen of England?" Like, (laughs) and Stan was so good. But Mark, when she she saves the 107th, what did you think of this scene?
0: Um, I I thought the scene was really good. I enjoyed her running up next to the motorcycle, just like it's nothing, Um, knocking the guy off, and then. Um. I, it was good to see that she got some, some jokes from the guys, just like Steve did when he showed up to save them. So that was a cute little thing. Um, yeah, I, I enjoyed it. Um, it. As you watch it, you see she didn't have as much adjusting and difficulty. So I kind of wonder if, you know, Peggy Carter with her military background and everything, she was definitely more prepared for this and showed why she should have been considered for the program. But, yeah, um, I thought it was brilliant. Robin, what about this scene
1: stood out to you? The the ready-to-join-the-war effort one? Yeah, just that and, and her saving the... And saving her saving them.
2: Um, I mean, it, her, her saving them was great. There was a, one of those scenes where, like, the doors bust open. It was taken right out of the Captain America movie, but it's her instead of Steve. I really enjoyed that That's because I really enjoyed the first Avenger. That was one of my favorite moments in in that movie too. Um, And and Steve getting the armor was cool, like because you got to remember that Tesseract for the MCU we're used to was frozen in ice with him. So the fact that that to see what Howard could do with it if had he had his hands on it so much quicker that was pretty that was pretty amazing too. So I thought that was really really cool.
0: I. I brought that up how Peggy seemed to get the cube a lot quicker than Steve did. Um, you know, I, is it just showing once again that maybe she was a little better prepared for it, but I, I didn't know for a fact that Steve was going to be the stomper. I was just like, man, that would be great. Cause we know Peggy's going to be the captain. That'd be great if, they, you can't kill Steve Rogers. So I was just guessing he was in there and I was like, Man, that'd be a cute little buddy buddy story of her kicking butt with the shield and then Rogers in the Iron Man outfit. I thought that would have been a cute story and the hopeless semantic romantic I me was right. So Yeah, yeah, that was amazing. Like and then like
1: Dum Dum Duggan saying, like, that's a flying Buick and she's friends with that robot and and Bucky's <laughs> like, Yeah, I think I'm friends with him too. <laughs> yep. Just having Steve come in with his new dance shoes as he refers mm-hmm. to him, just all of it just, just worked really, really well for me. Like Steve Rogers being the first Iron Man I thought was really cool. And this led into my favorite uh, scene of the episode where even airplanes are no match for this. Jalen, this <laughs> what did you think of, of her taking down? Like you get a cool – you get the cool musical to go along mm-hmm. with it. It doesn't really match the visuals, but – it was yes, just, it does. It jumps, but it's not like it's, when you hear that kind of music, like this isn't what you're expecting to see.
0: Yes, it is.
3: Yeah, this sequence uh, was probably my favorite part of this whole episode. Um, and it's definitely one of my favorite action sequences of the MCU. Um, it was great. I love that part where she jumps off the plane and is just like free falling and then just lands on top of Steve as the Hydra st- Stomper. Um, It was just amazing and I would love to see that like on a giant screen in the movie theater. Just that scene, that's all I need. Just like have that play before a movie
1: at some point. Her jumping from one airplane to the other by just using the shield to go through the propeller. Like that was so, that was so cool. Mark, go ahead.
0: Oh, I I agree. I would pay money. Like if they decided to show this episode before um, Shang-Chi I would have been the happiest person in the world if they had made that announcement. Like re-release Black Widow, we'll show you what if before it, just to get people in theaters. Like, do it. Rob,
1: did you think this airplane scene? I mean, it was it was cool. Did you? Did it catch your attention on your first watch
2: as well? <laughs> it definitely caught my attention. It was it was very cool. I mean, flat out though, let's be honest. They can do things with cartoons that were weren't, weren't going to happen um, with live action. uh steve really had a lot of faith in that iron man suit because we know how many how much trouble tony had with his first couple so for for howard 70 years earlier or whatever it was to make one that they had that much faith in so he can fly around like hero and baymax and save the day i mean it was uh it was a it was a great it was a great great scene possibly a little unrealistic but definitely a great scene for the show and it it fit the storyline
1: if we're going to cross animation, like what it really reminded me of is uh, the Siege of Mandalore at the end of season seven of Star Wars, The Clone Wars, and what Ahsoka does, how she gets from the, the uh, shuttle, and then she says, I'll race you to the surface, uh, and she just goes through all the clone troopers, or all through the the planes and stuff on her way to the ground jumping from plane to plane like that's kind of the the feeling that i got and it was really really cool
2: and i'm glad you said that like you hit a good point that like jedis can do certain stuff like that a you know super soldier jumping from plane to plane let, let's hope that this new machine catches me that we just built like i said obviously a little unrealistic but but getting rob- past that it's a great scene
0: <laughs> rob the- you must have really not liked uh, the big climax to black widow then
2: the, uh, there was some. There was some. There were, the, You know what though? There was some things too. It's like you know when we talk about. If, if uh, you know, let's face it. We're all movie people. We're all Disney people. You want to go back to like the old Indiana Jones things. Like there's some things that Indiana Jones survives that it's like all right. Well, is he a, is he a man or or not? But it's but there are some things like these. The thing that makes this great. I like that you took him out. The, the <laughs> Oh, okay, <laughs> he just left. The things the things that make this, uh, the things that make it great is when certain people are really super and have superpowers. And then there are very human grounded uh, characters. So there's just, there is that, that, that mix, but I mean, like I said, it's still a great episode. It's, it's great for what it is.
1: It's, it's animation. They're going to do plenty of other stuff in animation that, I mean, it's just, that's what it's there for. But it, it, for me, it builds the trust that Peggy has with Steve mm-hmm. um, and, and, it was, it was kind of our star-spangled man with a plan moment a little bit with that musical um, going over the top of it. Not near as memorable for me other than the accompanying visuals that came on the screen. But the song itself, like I would have loved to have gotten some sort of lyrics with it to kind of go with that star-spangled man with a plan. But, I mean, you can't put everything to be exactly exactly the same. But they, they have the train heist that they are just very similar to when we lose Bucky in... Captain America the first Avenger uh Bucky even says as he almost falls off that you almost ripped my arm off uh but having the Hydra there to be able to slow down the train when you talk about things that couldn't necessarily happen in real life like not only did Peggy jump off of the top of a moving train so did the rest of the soldiers um but having Steve and I I thought this where this was headed and I think Jalen you're with me of Steve was headed to be the Winter Soldier. That's mm-hmm. what I—that's where I thought we were going, and they used Bucky to kind of make you think that a little bit.
3: Yeah, that's definitely where my mind went. I thought Steve died like eight times in this episode, so every time he came back, I was like, "All right, he's still alive, cool." <laughs> uh, but this moment, I definitely thought he was gone and was going to come back as the Winter Soldier, and I was gonna—I was excited for that. I thought that'd be a really cool storyline if we got that.
1: Mark, did you think he was going to be the Winter Soldier too?
0: I didn't. I'm really disappointed that I didn't have that thought because I would watch that or read it, whatever it was. I would, I would enjoy that. I'm glad it didn't happen story-wise. I like what did happen, but, man, I would read that what if. Well,
1: Ross Marquand was reprising his role as the Red Skull from Avengers Infinity War and Avengers Endgame and different than in captain america the first avenger where he's creating weaponry using the tesseract he's creating an interdimensional portal and he gets killed very very quickly by whatever is coming through that portal uh but rob i want to go to you on on just red skull and everything he had um going on i thought i typed red scroll man i got scrolls on the brain um, <laughs> but he's opening this interdimensional portal uh just what about this entire scene rob that stood out to you there
2: um, I mean, I I love Red Skull. I also love Ross Marquand. What a what a great actor, and he and he's a great voice actor. I mean, uh, Red Skull was being Red Skull. I mean, that's really what it is. He was he in my mind, I, he was pretty much the exact same villain doing the exact same villainy things. You know what I mean? He got to the point that they. I like how they did get to the point that he opened the portal. I like that he died from his own, you know trying to push the envelope with science that he doesn't understand um so i mean i don't know what i don't know what i don't know what much much else that's all i really took from that there it was it was again good scene like seeing red skull
1: yeah i i mean he the fact that he didn't have zola like available to him maybe that's why they went the interdimensional route they never really explained why he made this decision differently than he did um in captain america the first avenger i think opening an interdimensional portal we knew the tesseract could do that as was referenced at the end of this episode as well, uh, but it was it was really really it was really really interesting. We don't know what was coming through that. Was it just simply the the symbol for Hydra, a kraken of some sort? There is speculation that it's Shuma Gorath, which is a Doctor Strange villain um, that has been rumored just like everybody else under the sun. I hear you've all, you're also rumored for Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, Rob. But
2: no, me, I um, I, I, I I should be, I should be. Okay, cool. Uh, I
1: can't wait to, for you to show up there um, but I, I I mean it's it's this interdimensional being of that goes up against Dormammu at some point I don't know much about Shumagorath other than that I mean it would make a ton of sense especially if you do want to introduce something that cosmic into Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness what if is a good place to at least see it pop up um, but Peggy just like Steve is willing to put her life on the line and do whatever it takes. And she now owes Steve that dance. And Jalen, she jumps from 1943. We lost Rob for a second. We'll get Rob back in if he's able to join us. But we jump from 1943. She jumps all the way to 2012. And instead of Loki coming through that tesseract portal, it's Captain Carter.
3: Yeah, I I don't know how I thought this episode was going to end, but I, I did not think it was going to end. Like this, with her showing up in 2012 um, with Nick Fury and Barton, so that was a fun surprise for me. Um, I liked it. I liked how she came out with both the shield and the sword. Um, I like, you know, when she got that sword, I was like, okay, now she could do even more damage than she can with just that shield. So, I I liked it, and I'm excited to see how this ties in to all the up all the other episodes. If this is Fury starting like a new Avengers team um, or what, but I, I'm really looking forward to see where this all goes with this ending.
1: I, I wonder if like Peggy Carter's decision to become Captain Carter and everything else, if that actually spun off this entire other thing mm-hmm. that then leads to Killmonger as the Black Panther or as T'Challa as Star-Lord, like is it all that interconnected? Because I expect mm-hmm. each episode to, to take one piece by piece. But now it seems like, and reports are that it's building one more cohesive story. Uh, Mark, do you have? Do you think they're building a more cohesive story there? Or do you, um, you? Yeah.
0: Do you mind if I rewind? I had thoughts on Red Skull. And,
3: yes, go ahead. Yes, okay. I'm sorry.
0: Um, so, shout out to Ross, Mar- Ross Marquand. Um, he, of course, voiced Jim James Cameron on the podcast Blockbuster. If you haven't listened to Blockbuster, Blockbuster, check it out. He plays Jim Cam- James Cameron. Come on. Anyways, um, I think because um, Red Skull lost lost his head scientist, that's why he went for it. And then definitely with the scene, if anyone's seen the first Hellboy movie, I kind of got a Hellboy vibe with a tentacle creature coming through. I could be alone on that one. And then when Red Skull like did his evil speech and then he gets picked up and then squished, I was like, man, Red Skull just isn't meant to make it in any of the cinematic <laughs> universes. Okay, that's fine. Now who's the keeper of the soul stone? That's what I want to know. True, um, and that's going to be another ripple effect. But um, yeah, then Agent Carter, or sorry, then Captain Carter becomes Wonder Woman, and she picks up the sword and has the shield and fights off Squidward and pushes <laughs> it back into the dimension. And
3: <laughs>
0: you do that so well. Um, jumps out. I loved her like even though she was in another dimension just jumps out ready to go and i i think she i'm excited my first thought was oh man we're going to have a different avengers because we already had an iron man suit so who knows what tony's now working on in his time so i'm excited for the what if avengers i'm excited as for it
1: as far as we know she didn't jump timeline. She didn't jump from there because Clint Barton knew who she was. Right. Um, so she just simply jumped into the future rather than jumping from one timeline to another. So that's
0: what, that's what I'm saying. I mean, Tony, Tony didn't need to invent Iron Man suit, so now he's going to try to perfect it. Right. Um, yeah, we're going to see.
2: Brian, can I jump in? Yes, absolutely. I think that what that want, what it also shows is there's certain things that are inevitably going to happen. I think that like, so the fact that Fury and Hawkeye were there in in many versions of the multiverse events, 70 years into the future, still, still, still are going, are going to happen. And I also assume, and I I think we're all on the same page with this, every episode isn't going to be now in this multiverse. It could be, it's just going to be a random story from another multiverse picked from the infinity, from the infinite number of them. And another, I mean, they might do some from the same one, but. Um, and I, we could talk about this later too. But even the Watcher said at the beginning, time does not flow straight; it's a prism, which also kind of means that uh, um, Kang's little thing at the end of Loki, his thing of one flowing thing of time, is really not the way to look at at time. It's a prism, he said, right. not a not a straight line.
1: Jeffrey Wright is the Watcher. Uh, his voice oh. is just perfect. <laughs> he's, yeah. he's super, super good. Uh, I I agree with that, Rob. Like. You jump 70 years in the future, no matter what timeline you're on, and you still have S.H.I.E.L.D. and Nick Fury playing with the Tesseract just to see what it can do. Yeah. Uh, but you're going to have a new Avengers team. I don't I don't know how interconnected these stories are going to be. I hope it's going to be hard to have three different storylines that you jump from episode to episode while you're, depending on the point of view, I don't know how they're going to build off of each other. Uh, I'm, I'm very interested to find out, that's for sure. Um, we know we're going to get at least iron man in the donut like he is an iron man 2 we've seen that from the promotional footage so i wonder how they're going to tell this story if they're going to start from square one every single week and then get to the end of the series or the end of the season and say okay this is how it all comes together i really i really don't don't know and i love i love that i don't know yep um i want to ask what uh ask of the group and we'll start with Jalen Jeff says how did you feel about the fact that they kept the romantic nuance between Steve and Peggy despite the role reversal Jalen go ahead
3: loved it Uh, Steve and Peggy's relationship is one of my favorites in the MCU Um, I love that in Endgame Steve goes back to be with Peggy Um, so I'm a big fan that they kept this relationship in this episode and I like that the roles were reversed, but they still respected each other. Like it didn't affect them. that Peggy was the one with the super soldier serum. And Steve was still just skinny Steve. Like she didn't look at him as skinny Steve. She just looked at him as as Steve. And um, I like that you could still feel the love between them in this episode.
1: Mark, I think you agree with that statement.
0: We already knew this wasn't going to be a problem. If you watch first Avenger, you could tell Steve right away, had a crush on this strong woman Mm -hmm. that was punched. Another guy in front of him, making Steve go through the mud through pushups and all that. He already knew who Peggy Carter was. So we already knew that it it didn't matter. um, If she became stronger, grew taller, Steve Rogers was in love with who Peggy Carter was. So it, we already knew this was going to be a thing. I'm glad it was. Um, I, I'm glad. I think it would have betrayed who Steve Rogers was if all of a sudden she grew taller than him. He had, to, he had to be the taller guy, which we already knew wasn't going to be a problem for him. If she was stronger than him, she was already stronger than him. So none of this changed who Steve Rogers was, which is a good man.
1: And none of it changed anything who she was either. Yeah. Dr. Kuskin says in, in the first Avenger that good becomes great and bad becomes worse. Like, if anything, we can all agree I, that Carter is good.
0: I think the only thing that changed with her was, man, she smiled a lot more when she became the super soldier. And she, I...
1: She, she loved her success. Yeah,
0: mm-hmm. she did. And I don't know if we would have heard. I just watched... Couple episodes of Agent Carter, I never heard her like shout out that was brilliant. So I, you know, this made maybe made her a little happier.
1: Jeff says Steve's still worthy. I like that. Mm Yep. Rob, did you did the romance between Peggy and Steve still something you wanted to see?
2: Um, I don't again want I could have gone either way, but I think it had I think it had to be in there. I think that I think that that was the point. Of uh, that, like you said, they were the same people. They're two people that are meant for each other. The same way Nick Fury was going to be there 70 years down the line, Peggy and Steve are going to fall in love, whichever one of them gets the serum. You didn't right. like that? Uh, am I looking down on love, Mark? Is that what it is? <laughs>
0: here's, here's a Rob answer. So, Rob, did you like that? I mean, I could go either way with it. I like the color blue, but the color red is also a very valuable color. <laughs> So, whichever one is your favorite color, you know they're both good
2: colors. I'm going to give am going to give I'm going to give Mark answers. I'm going to take a deep breath. <sighs> and then I'm going to say, "What let, let me think of the opposite of what Brian because, wants me to say." Well, <laughs> cuz I see
0: the look on Brian's face of, uh, "All right, quick answers, man. I don't want to do a quick answer." Mm.
1: <laughs> I am giving you one full minute to say anything else about this episode that you want to say. Mark, E Mark, go ahead.
0: Uh, The intro and the outro reminded me of The Outer Limits, which as a science fiction nerd, I loved that with the narrator. Um, The animation style, I was a big fan of it. Disney's used that animation style before. Um, I loved her costume. I do hope they come out with that shield. I was sad I didn't go to Megacon because I heard there were cosplayers of Captain Carter already. Um, I'm a nerd who the next day bought the giant Funko of Agent Carter, with the hydra stomper i think the music was brilliant um i hope there's definitely more i would go see a live action movie yeah
1: that was well played nice work yeah I, I, but i mean
0: I, if you don't want a live action movie and you just want another animated <laughs> movie that'd be good too i mean if you whatever makes you happy where has disney used that animation style before <laughs> Um, it was with some of their animated shorts. So if you go on, um, oh gosh, of course I'm live now and I'm linking on it, but, um, it was with some of their animated shorts. Okay. What's going on in piano Rob world.
2: Ooh, yeah, we're, we're, we're playing, we're playing a lot. I actually, this, this Thursday, I'm going to be at Dave and Buster's in Tampa because one of the oh, piano hey. companies started a, a deal with them. And then, uh, boathouse shifts most weekends this weekend, Friday and uh Saturday night and Sunday brunch and tin roof on Sunday night. So there's my, there's my schedule. Go follow me if you want to come see me.
1: Hey, UWF world. If you did not catch the field of dreams game for major league baseball, catch the highlights. If you care anything about baseball, that was a huge success. Mark, what else is going on in United we fan world?
0: We also, before that touched on Ted Lasso season one, and kind of did a preview of Ted Lasso season two, which is going strong and is brilliant. that well, was brilliant! It was brilliant! Um, Man, that Christmas episode. Brian, that was a top five Christmas episode for you. Um, We have a United We Fan Plus coming up to finish the month out strong. Um, and we have a couple episodes planned for October. S-S-S- September, we're going to be brainstorming a little bit. And if you get a chance, check out our Facebook page. Let us know just kind of what is your favorite or preferred. Episode length. We're just trying to figure out um, kind of what you all enjoy, whether you like 30 minutes of spiciness, an hour of hot takes and rushmores, 90 minutes of smooth sounds of Brian and Mark, or two hours of these lovely voices reading and rushmooring.
1: All right. Well, wherever you find your podcast, and you are correct, that episode, that Christmas episode of Ted Lasso, not only my favorite episode of Ted Lasso, I would call it one of the greatest episodes of Christmas episode television ever made. It is absolutely fantastic. Mm Jalen, anything you want to plug? Nebraska Husker season just around the
3: corner. (laughs) I know next weekend. Here we go. I don't even know who we play. So I'm a super fan, (laughs) as you could tell. (laughs) But I'm excited. I do enjoy football season. It is fun just yeah. the atmosphere
1: is fun. The weather is changing at least up there yes. in Florida. Yeah. Thank you so much for joining us. We really appreciate you coming in and giving us your perspective. We really appreciate it. For Marky Mark, for Rob, we are earth's mightiest weirdos for all time.
2: Always. Always. Always.